Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Tom Fitzmaier Summit Commodity Brokerage. Uh, livestock futures inning mixed today with the green trade to the plus side. And Tom, we got corn back over the $4 mark on the spot month. Futures, is this just a recovery rally? And if not, can we build on it? You know, several times over the last few months, we've had these make new lows, close higher. Everybody gets excited about reversal action, and then it just doesn't follow through. So, uh, you know, without a really significant change in the fundamentals of the corn market, uh, I'm, I'm, probably this this rally is going to be met with uh, funds reestablished or selling more. And you're probably in, in all likelihood you're going to see a little bit of farmer selling to to keep that market from going very far. Now, may, may, maybe you have a maybe you rally back up into that 418 to 425 range, uh, which has been uh, was support has been the new resistance levels. And uh, I guess I wouldn't see the corn market doing much more than that. We should also point out the funds are record short now in the corn market, which is unusual at any time, but especially for this time of the year, do they keep pushing that or are they pretty much done selling? Well, the old trading, the old trading rule, you keep doing more of what's working. So until that stops working, they're probably going to continue to sell it now. Uh, again, that's what, what's going to change fundamentally. The, there is some dry weather in Brazil that we're talking about, and they, you know, they're starting to head into their pollination period. Although, you know, they're, they're planting. All we heard all winter long was the delayed planting in soybeans was going to push back to safrina planting, and that was going to be a huge problem. Well, actually, safrina planting is way ahead of a- average, so uh, their pollination period should should get done before things start to heat up down there again. So I don't know how much uh, credence I want to give to this dry 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 forecast, but it could be a catalyst for for a little pop here. I don't, I'm not saying it won't, but um, and, and then pretty quickly we're going to start talking about whether those outlook numbers for acreage are going to be right or not. And the USDA's um, acreage estimate at the end of March will actually have survey uh, data in it, so uh, that that could be significant, and we could start to anticipate that. But uh, you know that's a month away, and we have to get through first notice day on the March contract at the end of this week too. So. Uh, that could be, we could be having a little positioning from that, could have a little positioning from people uh, that took to, to, that got extra, had options exercise on them last Friday. So that could be sort of rattling around in the market as well. Yeah, no doubt. As we go into first notice day, do you think most of the farmer selling is done ahead of that or not? I'm not sure what the farmer's doing. They haven't wanted to sell for the last 50 cents. I think they seem that they seem to be fairly tight holders now. This price break has probably softened people up a little bit, and they're going to be looking for opportunities to make to sell some stuff if they have to. Uh, you know, you have rallies like this. Farmer selling picks up a little bit, and the basis falls apart on not falls apart, but it's not as good as it had been. Uh, so that kind of it kind of takes away some of the gain that you might potentially get in the cash market. Um, I don't know. The, the farmer's action here over the next 30 days is really going to be interesting. Yeah. Soybeans also bounced off of new contract lows there. Do you think we have much upside potential to that market or not? Well, again, they're talking they're talking about potentially the crop size in Brazil being as, as some, some estimates as much as 10 million metric ton less than the last USDA estimate. If that's the case, then things could tighten a little up a little bit more uh, on, on the world supply demand numbers. Um, that's it seems unlikely, but 
that, that could be. And, and then the next question you have to ask yourself is, okay, so, so they do, do they, if they do lose 10 million metric ton, is that important? Or does that just mean they run out of beans a little earlier in the summer than they otherwise would have? And then we're back to, if we have a good big crop coming on it, maybe it won't matter all that much. Uh, China's demand on soybeans is, I mean, that, that export demand number was, or export sales number on Friday was terrible. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, and China virtually buying nothing from us. They bought, I don't know, eight to 10, 12 cargoes of soybeans from Brazil last week when they, when uh, China came back from holiday, but nothing from us. So, uh, you know, we got we, we got to sell some of these soybeans to be able to have a price rally that goes too far. The wheat market has been actually looks like it's trying to divorce itself from corn and soybeans. It's been acting better than the other two. It has, although I don't know how far that can go either. I mean, the fundamentals of the wheat market worldwide aren't that great. Uh, there seems to be uh, adequate supplies coming out of the Black Sea. We have adequate supplies. So again, you could have short covering rallies there. No question about it. You can rally wheat back up, I don't know, into that $6 range. And then you're probably going to have on, on Chicago wheat, probably going to run the resistance there again. So uh, again, when these markets all get oversold, correction rallies certainly can happen. They just don't tend to follow through very well. So you don't think we're putting a low in and can pull wheat can pull the other two classes along number one we could be putting a low and number two i doubt that it can pull the other two two along i guess gotcha what about this cattle market uh placement number was above expectations in the friday cattle on feed report but live cattle where they came back very strong today people like to eat their beef i mean that's i mean the demand for beef has held up quite well uh, I thought we'd really have some kind of a little correction here today, and, and I guess we did initially, but it sure didn't carry through very far, and it came right back in and supported the market. So uh, I, I guess I think you could see, still think you could see that April cattle contract move up into that 192 range, up another 4 or $5. I think you'll start to run into big resistance after that happens, but demand for beasts is strong. And you hear all this talk about the consumer and credit card debt and all the issues that go with that. And it doesn't seem to have uh, translated to a lot of reduction in demand in beef yet. So I guess we'll everybody's sort of waiting for that other shoe to drop and it hasn't. And, and maybe it won't. I don't know. It's viewed as a premium product and the people that are working like to eat well. So uh, and, and certainly on the numbers, we've been talking about that forever. Uh, numbers are certainly supportive. Uh, weights have been fairly well under control. So I, I don't know. It, it, it looks like a pretty solid market to me. Yeah. And I know feeders had a little bit of a setback with the higher corn today. But honestly, whereas the funds have been going short in the grains, they've been going long in livestock, especially in the cattle market, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, like you said, it's not a big surprise that the feeders corrected a little bit when you have that kind of rally in the corn market. Um, but I don't know, these guys out in the country are still paying up for these feeders, even though their break-evens aren't very fancy or probably negative in a lot of cases. So, uh, you know, how far can that really go when that's the case? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Cattlemen tend to be optimistic. So, uh, you know, that, that tends to be supportive of feeder prices. Yeah. So the hogs had had a nice run pushed by cash and cutout values, maybe taking a little bit of a break today. Nearby contracts just run up into chart resistance, you think? 
Yeah, I suppose a little bit. I mean, you have to be a little encouraged by export sales. We're quite good in, in pork last week. That's certainly supportive. Uh, strength in the beef market tends to be a little supportive to pork too. So, uh, I, I, yeah, we, we may have run into resistance. Some of my technical stuff rolled over a little bit uh, Friday into today. So maybe that market's due for a little correction, but I don't think correction is going to go all that far. And I think seasonally you're going to tend to see things fairly strong into the spring. Yeah. And especially with the fact that Tom, the funds are actually adding to their long position in that market too, aren't they? Yeah. Funds. I mean, they love the meats and hate the grains for a while anyway, (laughs) until, until something changes, that's probably going to be the way it stays. No doubt. All right. Thanks, Tom. Tom Fitzmaurice, Summit Commodity Brokerage. That is Markets Now.